0: Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, a place of support in your grief and your healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, and I believe grief is a season. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 80, Taking Action in a Time of Uncertainty. You've been hearing a little bit about the book that I wrote and that is currently being edited for publishing. It will come out in July. I turned it in last week. Last week, I told you that I was turning it in that day and it is off to the publisher. So we'll see. I'm w- I'm looking forward to seeing their first round of edits and um, input on the book, but I'm super excited to get that out to you and to share some of the things that were meaningful to me that might be helpful to you in your own grief journey and your own experience. Some of you are new to the podcast and you probably don't even know much about my story, but in 2007 on Mother's Day, I was driving across country with my three youngest children. My oldest son that was in the car with me was 12. My daughter, Carrie, was 10 and um, David was eight at the time. And we were in a rollover accident. And unfortunately, Carrie and David, my 10-year-old and 8-year-old, died in that accident. And it has been the journey of a lifetime to try to accommodate that loss in my life and to come to a place of understanding and peace and to to find hope and healing again. And I'm grateful for, I'm grateful to have been able to get to that place where I could share with others my own experience and hopefully encourage you to have the hope that there is something in the future that life will never be the same, but it can be wonderful still. Um, We're also gearing up for May's webinar on May 5th. This is, this is exactly what you need right now. I'm telling you, this is exactly what you need. And we have a discount right now also. So go to the show notes, go to the link there and look in the show notes. There's a promo code and you will use that promo code and that will give you a discount for the webinar. And I'm, it's not much. It's, it's, very, very affordable for you to come join us and to get so much information about your grief, to get your questions answered as we discuss things. There's ability to ask questions live um, in the chat so that you can, you can type in your questions or you can even ask to come on and talk to me about your question. That, that works too. But I, I was meeting with a client today and she was telling me how much she was enjoying reviewing the replay of our last webinar and how much she gained from that. And I really appreciated hearing that. I I think it's super important that we have good information and that's what we're all about is good information because we're all going through difficulty right now. In addition to the the sorrow, the grief, whatever it was that we brought to the conversation before March, has changed because we, we've got a whole new situation that we're dealing with. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about taking action in a time of uncertainty. I've noticed some things in my own uh, thought management as I've gone through the changes that have happened, gone through the, the inability to go to dinner with friends, the inability to be out in public to go to a movie, to go to a, a restaurant, to go anywhere, to go to a park. Uh, we are temporarily, as you've heard me talk about, we're temporarily in an apartment. Uh, we sold our home and we're looking for a new home and, and we sold our, um, so we're, we're in this apartment and they've got the playground tied off in yellow caution tape and the, the pool and the hot tub closed down. Well, the pool was already closed because it was too cold, but the hot tub that they had and the fitness facilities that they have closed down, I think, the day we moved in. So we never were able to take advantage of any of that. So there's just a lot of change and people are losing people to this virus too. We uh, This Friday, you're listening to this. If you're listening to this when it comes out on Wednesday, this Friday, April, what is the date? April 24th, I think is the date. We are doing a, a friend and I are doing a uh, widow's chat. We're, we're going to meet with those that are living alone or with, with just their kids and are looking for an opportunity to connect. So if you know of somebody that would like to connect, you go to our Facebook page, go to build a life after loss on Facebook and you'll see the link to that event. And we're going to be doing that every Friday, mountain time, three o'clock. And we might be opening other groups as well. So if you have an interest in a specific group that you would like to meet with, we're just going to, it's, it's very, very casual. We're just going to be meeting and chatting and supporting each other. Um, I, to talk about action during this time, because of the uncertainty, sometimes it feels difficult to take action. And I was reading a book I was actually reading the book uh, um, feel the fear and do it anyway by Dr. Susan Jeffers. I was, I've been reading that book off and on for actually a while, but I was determined today. I pulled that book back out and I thought I am going to read this whole book, but there was a quote in there that caught my attention. And it said, there was an old sage that said the pathway is smooth. Why do you throw rocks before you? And I would submit that the pathway doesn't feel very smooth right now, does it? It really doesn't feel smooth, but I can see how we do throw rocks in our way. We, we throw rocks in our way by either judging ourselves and judging our action or our non-action by we judge ourselves based on the way we feel we we have judgments about what's happening and how it's happening and who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong. And all those things that that we judge on are actually throwing rocks in our way. And I want you to consider, I want you to really think about that. What are some of the things that I'm possibly doing that's causing more difficulty for me? Really think about that. You know, I mentioned last week that One of the ladies that was on our last webinar had sent me a note afterwards and talked about the stigma of grief and that how grateful she was to, to see the reality of grief. You know, the things that I demonstrated that showed the reality of grief. Grief is a real thing there. It's not something that we just decide one day we're just going to get rid of. It's a real thing and it needs to be dealt with. We can't just allow it to. To hang out and think that over time it will just go away. And it does require action, which is why I love this quote that I read from that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. The quote is, much of the trick of moving from pain to power is taking action. Action is very powerful. And she wrote, action is very powerful in like all caps it's very, very important. Action is part of the importance of, it's part of what can get us from here to there. It gets us from here to there. And when she said that about, you know, pain to power, I don't know that she was really referring to grief, but I think it's very similar. And I think we underestimate the choices we have as far as action goes and we overestimate the amount of action we need to take. So then we become inactive because we're overestimating it. Let me explain. So what does it mean to take action? So if we think about action, if you think about what action you could take right now, I don't know if you fall into the same trap, but I have fallen into the trap where I have, let's say it's a garage or a basement or, or some large, the whole house sometimes. And we, and we think, oh, this, it needs to be in order. It needs to be in order. We I need to clean out the garage. I need to clean out the basement. I need to clean out the attic, whatever it is. And, and we, we, we put this huge project in front of us that is completely unmanageable. There's no way That we'll ever find the time to tackle that. Well, I shouldn't say there's no way, but it's less likely that we'll find the time to tackle a project that like that in one, one big chunk. If, if we had five days, maybe we could tackle it all in one, you know, one fell swoop. But the reality is most of our lives are not designed that way. Most of the times we ha- most of the time we have things that are already in our life, and we're we're trying to take on these projects and with the extra time that we have or the the leftover time from our day to day activities, so we get into this inaction by thinking that we have to do it all. I think that gets us in trouble with grief too. You do not. Have to work through your grief in one day. But that's what it feels like sometimes. Sometimes it feels like you just need to unload it all at one time. And that's not the way it works. And that's not the way any other project works either. But we we get into trouble when we think of it in one big chunk. So when we talk about taking action, small action is still powerful. What happens is we don't give ourselves credit for small action. And that's why it loses its effect is because you discount what you've done. If you got up this morning, you brushed your teeth. If you got up this morning and got your kids started on their schoolwork, think about the actions that you took today. How many of those actions did you take for granted or did you discount and say, well, that was expected. Well, even if it was expected by expected by who expected by who take credit for every little action that you take, give yourself the credit for the action that you do take. Just a reminder, again, the action is important. It's powerful. It doesn't have to be big action. It can be small action And then you need to remember to give yourself credit for each action that you took. So get a piece of paper and a pen out right now and write down all the small actions that you took today and give yourself credit for those things. One of the exercises that a mentor of mine suggested recently, which was really powerful, was this idea of putting things in order. And this Putting things in order is an action. And when we can, outside of ourselves, see that we can put things in order. And again, this is not cleaning a whole room or reorganizing the whole kitchen or reorganizing the whole garage. These are small little things. And he had us do this activity where we took pictures of something before and after. So for example, I took a picture of my desk and then I cleaned it off and put it in order. And then I took a picture of it clean. I took a picture of my sink one day that was, it was full of dishes. And then I did the dishes and wiped the clean shine or the <laughs> sink shiny. And I took a picture of the shiny sink. I did my, an end table in my room where some books had were lying there and some electronics that I had left, uh, piled up a little bit. So I took a picture of that, cleared it off and took a picture of the organized space, a little section on my bathroom counter where I'd left some things out, took a picture of that, cleaned it up, put it in order. Put, putting things in order lets you know that you can put things in order. Putting things in order gives your brain evidence that you can put things in order. Everything feels very out of order right now. And your life may have already felt that way because of the loss before all this hit. So put something small in order and give yourself credit. Take a before and after picture. Send them to me. I would love to see a before and after of a little section, not a big deal, something small. Send it to me, Julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. I'd love to see your pictures would be fun to see your pictures. So give yourself credit, put something in order, show your brain that you can put things in order because there's a lot of things that we're wanting to put in order right now. Another action that I would highly recommend is that you find expression for what you're feeling. Often we think we have to talk about something to express it. And that is, that is what, what can really get us in trouble is when we have a lot of emotion and we want to, and we want to explode all over everybody because we have so much emotion, we're just, we're just taking it out on people or we're, it's no wonder that we feel like we're going to explode because all of the, all the feelings are coming up they're coming up through our chest, they're coming up through our throat, they're coming out of our mouth. And we feel overloaded, because it's come up, like almost like you're drowning. Remember that you can express yourself without having to express it on somebody or to someone. I often felt like when I was grieving the loss of my kids, and I didn't share this at the beginning, I did want to share just a little bit about my story, but, you know, I've been through a divorce. I lost my brother to suicide. I've had a lot of losses in my life. I had a a health scare. uh, I had a health situation that interrupted my college experience. So a lot of different grief experiences that I've had in my life. In fact, I, I tell people often, my mission found me and I accepted because this was not you know, grief coaching was not exactly what I thought that I would be doing when I was in high school and they were asking us what we would be doing, what we wanted to do when we grew up, what we want what we planned to study or so forth. So I I've experienced a lot of losses and and when that happens, our brain, like I said, we're just over flooded with emotion and feelings and desire to express ourselves in order to start to put things in a little bit of order. If you haven't already, go back and listen to the last episode about the chaos of grief. And I talk a lot about like how it affects our brain, left, right brain, and so forth. But we have this need to express to get it out. The reason that it's coming up is because it wants to keep moving. It wants to keep moving out. So expression can be done in a few different ways. It can be talking to somebody. It can be safely talking to someone. Want to avoid exploding on people. And that's too often what happens. But you can talk to somebody, but you can also journal. And you can write and release. In other words, write on a on scrap paper or in your notebook and then rip it out and rip it up and throw it away so that you don't ever have to worry about anybody seeing it, but it's a way for you to express yourself. You can take a walk and talk out loud. That's another way of expressing yourself. And I know I shared some of these things already with you a couple of weeks ago, but I just wanted to talk a little more about this idea of taking action and even, and and being patient with ourselves in our action and recognizing the small steps that we take. It does require action. Our, our experience requires action, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming action. It can be small things if you do small things, because I know that we're overwhelmed. I know everyone's overwhelmed. I was on a a call with some. I'm in a uh, National Speakers Association. We had a a webinar call, and with this uh, mastermind group that I'm in with that with that group, and as we went around, kind of like a roundtable discussion, as we went around, and everybody was sharing what was happening for them, the message over and over again with people was that they were, they were having breakdowns. Like they were, you know, they were going along and doing okay. And then they would have this, this breakdown of emotion because it became overwhelming. And so if we can take action on those emotions each day, if we can express ourselves, I, I appreciated the fact that everyone was so open and honest about their experience You know, this was a group where we're getting together and we're holding each other accountable for our speaking engagements and the things that we're doing. And obviously most speaking engagements are canceled. And so it, it's this weird limbo piece. And I don't know what's happening for you, but chances are that what's happening in the world is affecting you on some level, maybe directly, maybe indirectly. So recognize your need to give yourself credit for small action, for putting things in order in small ways, allowing yourself the space and the time to express what you need to express in a way that feels meaningful to you, whether that's talking to somebody or writing or walking and talking about it in a, in a place where you feel safe to do that. I love being here with you each week. I I hope that you will reach out either on the Facebook group or on at my email, julie at buildalifeafterloss.com, and tell me, let me know what's what you're looking for. What kind of information are you looking for? Is what we're talking about helpful to you and in what way? Love being here with you. Thank you so much for being here. If you are enjoying the podcast, if this is helpful to you, would you consider leaving us a review? I'd love that. That would be so helpful to me and it would be helpful to everyone else that finds the podcast. You have a good week. I love you. Remember, I believe in you. Bye.